This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms? How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the day to everybody. You know, one of the hot, hot topics this past week that was buzzing around in the Internet was all about the uh, Dr. Scarpetta. And, and well, we, we can call her Dr. Carspetta. But that the whole mess that Patricia Cromwell had been into with her uh, financial advisor relationship, kind of an agent side of it. And basically, they had bilked her not of a couple of thousand dollars, but she just came down and slammed them with an award-winning $50 million award for stealing her royalties. Well, one of the things that's important, and I've always said to my clients as the book shepherd and to any programs and lectures I go to, is that I don't care which way you go. I mean, I have some opinions on how I think you should go in today's environment with publishing. But what you have to do is be smart. And you have to know the dollars and cents of what your options are. And you've got to understand where the stealth players can be, where the predators are. And a lot of times they could be as close as a royalty check. So we're not getting into royalty checks and monies that are owed you today. What we're going to talk about is how to create that cash flow to come your way. And with me is Nick Taylor. I guess he calls this Nicholas on his uh on his book, but Nick's written several books, and he has found success finally when he took total control. He's doing all his own marketing. His latest book is called Pactum, and he will talk about it, but his his expertise is not nonfiction. He's a fiction dude, and a lot of people think, oh, how can I make money? How can I market my fiction? Well, that's what this is all about today. It's online marketing. doesn't matter if you have a print book, ebook, a V-book, a fill in the bank, what kind of book is coming along the way. It's about marketing and the tools that you can do online. And Nick has been writing for the past five years. What he is is a superb storyteller. He he first got his start in fiction writing and publicizing a, steril, a serialized podcast fiction back just six years ago in 207. And since then, he's gone ahead and expanded it from the audio into the world of print with really enormous success. He's got one book that one of his free books flew out the door at 150,000 copies. He sold of his, uh, one of his best-selling books that he did just kind of, let's test this out, has sold over 30,000 copies. So here's the things that we're going to look at. We're going to look at cover art, what you should do to get their attention for online marketing. We're going to talk about some blurbs that will hook them. We're going to get into what's this thing called backlist and how do you use it to your production? What about just production? And the 
the power of blogging and what can be done, and then the all about educating yourself. How do you get smart, and how do you do this all within a budget? So with that, Nick, how does that sound for an afternoon? It sounds great to me. Thank you for having me on, and thanks well, for saying I'm a great storyteller. I, I'll, I'll take that. And, and, and so we can fib our way through this session, right? right. <laughs> we, we, no, t- take that back, everyone. I take that back. All right. So, <laughs> so with that, here we go. Um, let's. Where Where do you when you think about online marketing? Why don't we define online marketing as you know it, and and then where does one start, Nick, as you start down this path? Okay. Well, and this is kind of a bit of a roundabout way of coming to it and how I look at online marketing. If you look at what actually moves big numbers of books, it's, it's people giving a recommendation. I'll, I'll give an example here. My all-time favorite fantasy series is, is called Mistborn. It's by Brandon Sanderson. And this was recommended to me by, well, say her name is Jen. I loved the books. I bought all four of them. My girlfriend has bought them. Some of her friends have bought them. My family. So this Brandon for free, basically, has moved, you know, a good 20 or 30 books just on that. And so that's a really powerful thing. A lot of people are looking at how to do that. You cannot make that type of marketing. That only comes from people reading your book and loving it. However, Jen had to find out from that book from somewhere. She had to be an early adopter, whether she found it on Amazon or through direct marketing or whatever it is. Or if it was a book reviewer, that book reviewer had to get it from somewhere. So really, when I look at online advertising, it's finding early adopters for your books and then keeping them and giving them that incentive to tell their family and friends. So that's kind of how I look at it. I know it's a little bit of a roundabout answer, but, you know, we see a lot of stats that are out there. It's like, well, the... On Amazon, the people who bought this also bought this categorically moves 10% of books or something of that nature. That, that's fine. That 10%, those are your early adopters. That's how you get to become a bestseller. That's how you get to have this huge – I mean, look at The Hunger Games. This is an excellent example. I was never marketed that book. I was, it was recommended to me by several people, and I loved it and turned it on. So that's kind of what online marketing, we're trying to get those early adopters. We're trying to lock the fan base that we have in there so they continue to buy our books and so that we're able to continue to just have a thriving business. And and that is the, uh, I think that when you talk about early adaption of, of doing that is that I was reading one of the blogs I was looking at this morning was literally saying that, that, that he commits to trying to learn three new things a month to help doing that that will tie into the early adaption. So what's going on new? And since we're talking about online marketing, there is always something new every hour on the internet <laughs> that there one is. can do. It's, you, it's, it's almost impossible to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. So, so as an early adapter, what you've got to do is get out and figure out, okay, so what works for me and what doesn't? Because there are some people that will say, nah, I'm not going to go down that road. But boy, you know, for me, I like Twitter a lot. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Twitter. So that that's where I decided to really do a heavy-duty concentration. And now I'm going to add in and do a heavy-duty concentration on uh, Google+. But I can tell you for, for the the platforms here to use that when I look at some of the business I'm getting in, you know, it's amazing. It is all coming from the blogs I put out. Right. Blogging is huge. Yeah. So, so what I would say for our authors that if, if they haven't started a blog around the central theme of what their expertise is, first of all, I'm going to get a paddle out. 
because you really need to be thinking about that. This is part of your marketing and your expertise and that you start moving it in so you start following. I, Nick, I just had a person who contacted me to work with her on the revision of her book. She has 110,000 likes on her Facebook page, 110,000 oh. likes. She is, she has, uh, she's just, she's only, she doesn't have a website. She doesn't have a website. She is selling her book only through the connection of what people see on website and they come and she is selling a hundred copies minimum of her book every week just from her comments through her Facebook page. Now, how cool is that? Oh, it's great. It's, it's a, one of the best ways of getting in front of people. So early adoption. All right. Now, what else do we need to know here? Well, I think some of the things that when you're looking at, at doing this, a lot of times, especially I'm going to speak really strongly to fiction people today because and, that is my background they, and, and not and fiction. They yeah, huh. and let me just say that, Nick, fiction people kind of feel like they get hind tit a lot because everyone talks about marketing. Could I, God, can I say that? Oh, well, oh, well. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, they feel like they get left at the gate and that everyone talks about for fiction. And the reality is what you're going to be talking about today is how to come around and actually go to the head of the class, Correct. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. And, you know, these principles, they're going to f apply to nonfiction people just as much. When I talk about story, you could talk about, you know, I'm talking about fiction, but it, it applies to your nonfiction as well. And one of the first steps that we need to look at, and this is something where a lot of authors really actually go wrong, is before the book is even released. And we're talking about the production of that book and how it's going to be presented. Because, once again, we're going to our early adopters. They aren't getting a recommendation on my book. So coming in out of the gate, you can have the cleverest Twitter, cleverest Facebook, cleverest whatever blogging campaign out there. But if you do not, if you have not done your homework to get that book into the market and get it in the market correctly, it's just not going to move. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we're, we're at with it. So one of the big things that I tell people they need to look at is, is their actual manuscript themselves? That's the most powerful writing tool that they have. I'm sorry, marketing tool that they have is that manuscript. That means taking your time on it, making sure it's what you want it to be, and it means getting a good editor, doing all those sort of things, producing a professional quality product. You're competing with New York. You have to look like they do or better than they do. So, you know, it starts with the book, and then one of the biggest things, and on the fiction side, we've been getting pounded on this for the last couple of years, and people are kind of starting to, to get it as cover art. Um, how I look at when somebody comes to buy your book, be it on a store shelf or on an online shelf or wherever that place may be, is it's a little bit like dating. So, <laughs> and, this is, and people seem to kind of get this, this reference a little bit. So they're walking by the shelf. They're at the club, Right. And you've got all these, all these people, all these books that are here. And let's just pretend we live in a world where all books are, are cover out and you're in, a, you're in a bookstore or you're online where they all are, are yeah. facing out. And you see that, that special cover, right? Like, let's be honest, nobody is at a bar and they look and they're like, man, that girl looks, she looks really nice. She looks like somebody who probably makes a mean casserole. No. No, no she looks like, hot. She's hot. Yeah, it's like, no, she's hot. <laughs> And you go up and talk to her, right? Well, okay, that's what your cover's supposed to do. It's supposed to get them to talk to you. Then they turn over that book, and they read the back cover. If they're online, they read the description. 
and they're deciding, do I want to learn more about this person? Do I maybe want to buy this book? And then they either download a sample or they read your prologue. They read your first few pages. In this time, they're deciding, is this a book I'm going to share with my family? Is this book my little dirty secret? Or is this book boring and it's not making it to the register? So keeping that mindset, your cover art has got to pull people in. It has to. If you have bad cover art, you are screwed. Even you can have the most amazing book out there, but unless you have some obscene marketing budget, and if you have an obscene marketing bu- budget out there, you have millions of dollars, turn off the phone. You don't, you don't need to listen to this. You, you've got people that will take care of all this for you. You're good to go. <laughs> but if you're not, you've got to have a good cover, and yes. you have to do it. And there's elements that are out there to a good cover. I have... I have right now. I've got okay. Hold on, we're going to come right back. I wasn't paying attention. And this is Judith Riles, your guide to book publishing. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with? If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author You deal. Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces 
ebooks, and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we're back. We're talking about books, and we're talking about fiction, but also anything along the fantasy line. I think there's some good stuff that can happen here, and um, and certainly that what Nick's talking about. Uh, my guest is Nick Taylor, who is a fiction author. His latest book is called Pactum, and um, it is available on the Amazon Kindle store. And I'm so Nick. Can we get that in a a, a print format too? Yep, it's in print. It's it's everywhere. All the major retailers um, have have it. Um, the e- right. all the major e-tailers are there. So yeah, you're right. pretty well so, covered. Yeah, e-tailers e- e- or us. Okay, so we're talking about uh, the the cover out and how important it is, and what and I and I love the line where Nick compared it with dating because it really is. If your cover is hot, people will pick it up and look at it. Um, and in and, and I always tell my authors to go down to the bookstore, pay attention to the book covers, what sings, what you know, what grabs you literally and, and says and picks me up. So let's also talk about um, some of the blurbs that we get into um, on this area because there's blurbs. Where do you use them? Um, and do you put them on the front? Do you put them on the back? Do you, I have some feelings about both cases on that, so I'll add to the chime here. And then where else can you use blurbs in Cyberland to really support your books? You know, blurbs, I think, are one of the things that is one of the most important things out there and one of the things that we all suck the most at. Um, blurbs are, especially as a, as a writer, we go in, and I write books, right? I, I write stories out there. You don't need to tell me how to write a blurb. I know what my story's about. No. No, it's a different type of writing. Authors, we are horrible about we give you every plot point, and we either tell you the end of the book, in which case you, you don't need to buy it anymore, um, or we bore you to tears because you don't know who Allison is. You could care less who she mm-hmm. is in Pactum. When you read the book, I hope you care about her. So, you know, having very active, they're short, they're punchy. A lot of these books, you know, a lot of books out there do not have good blurbs. Um, important things with blurbs, is it's got to be sales language. It's got to be active. It's got to be, you know, and they're not easy to do, and you're always getting better at them. Um, blurbs, you can use all sorts of places. 
your back cover, you're going to have a blurb more than likely. If you're sending out to a New York publisher, if you're sending out to an editor or agent, you're probably going to include a book's blurb in that cover letter, in that packet to people. You're going to be using blurbs online. They're your description on, a, on a, you know, like an Amazon or something. And they're going to be all over the place, on your website, all over the place. Um, you could have pull quotes that are going to be on the front of a book, you know, of some other, like a meaningful author or when I say meaningful, like a, a recognized name mm-hmm. or some other recognized reviewer, you could put that on a cover of a book. Um, taglines are also vitally important. If you have a good one for a book, they can help it move. But blurbs are great. I would say one thing on blurbs, and this is, I don't know um, as much on the, I would suspect this is the same case on the nonfiction side, but on the fiction side, folks, they got to be short. When Smashwords made it so you could only use 400 characters, we, we cursed them for it. They were doing us a favor. You mm-hmm. have seconds to get somebody to buy your book, to want to buy your book or to go to the sample. You have seconds. If on Amazon, if I have to click read more on your description, I am back to my search. It's done. That's all you have. Same thing if you're in a bookstore. No one's going to read an essay about your book. They want to know what it's about. They want to be excited about it. They want to have their expectations managed. Blurbs are vitally important. So blurbs mean to really be a blurb. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not a paragraph. It's not something in perpetuity. And for God's sakes, it's not a dissertation. No, and, four lines max. Yeah, and, and, and shorter is even better. So mm-hmm. when you think about Twitter, now let's go from the 400 words. Now let's go down to characters. That I think that one of the good things that Twitter has done is that people have to really edit, 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 edit down, mm-hmm. or they over-abbreviate, which is also another issue. But you have to edit your words down so each word is chewy and meaningful and counts. It is. And, Twitter and, is basically, you're writing headlines. That's right. And and there are reasons why that magazines and newspapers that are still out there, and even the online newspapers and, and publishing, they have people that this is their job. That's all they do. They are good, and they are, Nick, that, that the, three, the three key words I, I tell authors when they're thinking about their copy, it's snappy, sassy, and salty. you mm-hmm. got to really get them. So that's kind of like the hot date in the bar and the book cover, um, that you have to really catch them right away so you get their attention and it's like say what did you say say what and Mm -hmm. then they will go in and they will probe further and that's what the purpose is here it is and when you're if you're trying to figure out how to do this something i just learned actually within the last couple weeks to be honest when you're reading your blurb if you if you're trying to figure out if it's good we've all heard movie announcers you know will Mm -hmm. so and so survive right Mm -hmm. read your blurb and their voice. If it sounds like it belongs on a movie trailer, you hit it. If it sounds like it shouldn't be on a movie trailer, rewrite it. And there you go. So go back into now, and when you're watching the opening things of these trailers, I mean, why do they call them? Oh, did why do they call them trailers? It seems to me they should be something. Not a trailer. Because right, it's not behind anything. It's like, well, we didn't watch it after the movie, but... Exactly. But when you watch trailers, there's always some key opening line, or there is a visual that so sucks you in and pulls you in that you're grabbed. So that's the way you need to think. You know, I think uh, one of the best ways, and this was actually what did it for me, go on YouTube, 
look up Five Guys in a Limo. It's all the big movie producers, all those big movie voices, and they're going to some award show. It's usually, they only speak in taglines and active language. And by the time you're done with the video, A, you're impressed that they were able to do that. Um, but B, you're like, I get it. Like, oh, that's what I need to do. And that'll, that'll change your blurbs in, in literally a minute of three and a half minutes or however long the video is. Well, that's well. That's great advice. So I'm going to make a tweet out of that. You know, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. I'll go. I'll go go up on YouTube and get the link, and then I'll blast it back out. And if, All you, right, if so, you have a hard time, let me know. I, I've got it saved in a playlist. Oh, well, just send it over to me and make it really easy. But I'm going to watch it. All right. So Nick, on the blurbs, let's talk about back front. Where 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 do you think they are most effective? You know, because I do spend most of my time online, it, it does make it a little bit easier where you want it on your description and not on your front cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to like them on the back, um, inside a sleeve. If you're doing a hardback, could be could be good. I don't know. I would still probably put them on the back. On your cover, if you have something very short, um, and that's where a tagline is so fantastic, you're using a tagline instead of your blurb, I think it can be very good. I Unfortunately, because so many people write too long a blurb, you wouldn't want to put that on the front cover, in my opinion, just because then it's a text page. And it's not that image isn't getting to do what it wants to do. So pull quotes, I think, are great there. Taglines are great there. A piece of a longer blurb could be great there. But um, in general, I try to avoid cluttering my, my front covers up as much as I can. But there's different thoughts on it. Yeah, but you know what? Because, you know, your front covers, like you put a lot of time and energy, and your front covers are very arty. But mm-hmm. um, And to me, I, I like the simplicity, or I, I want the cover, the title, uh, or the subtitle, whichever way I'm going to grab them, and I don't want it really to be cluttered up too much with that. Another tip I will tell our listeners is that if you do have a blurb from someone, something that's lengthy, go in and look at the meaty line. Maybe just pull one line of it, and then mm-hmm. what you do with these other related endorsements is in your front of your book, you can go ahead and print it up, and you can put in like praise from fill in the blank, or people are talking, mm-hmm. or whatever, and then you can do the full extract of that right. but but be careful here and nick is right on edit those outs and just do a little bit okay so what else about blurbs on blurbs i mean like i said you can use them you know you use them everywhere um they're also I, you could liken them to an elevator pitch um mm-hmm. tearing your blurb down to the point where you can use it as an elevator pitch is great if you're an indie it's fantastic because you might be in an elevator with someone or, or starbucks or wherever and um, you're able to plug your book there and kind of explain it instead of people like, oh, what's your book about? And you have 30 seconds, you're like, oh, well, there's this magic. No, you can come right out and say what the book is and have an elevator pitch. Also, if you are in the spot where you're trying to sell this to Hollywood, you're trying to sell this to New York, and you're face-to-face with an editor or with a producer or with somebody who's going to be able to get you connected, that elevator pitch needs to be there, that blurb needs to be there, and it's going to be in your promotion material that you send to those people if that's something that you're looking at doing. Perfect, and I am thinking that way. So, we Nick, we have about 30 seconds before we take our bottom-of-the-hour break. A quick tip that you can give before we do that segue? On the um, on blurbs? Anything, yeah. On anything, go out, go to your bookstore, read taglines, read blurbs, see what works, see what doesn't, and learn from it. All right, and then I'm going to add one in because one of my very favorite things, because I like to talk about this, is look at headlines in, in some of the uh, tabloids, like the National Enquirer. My very favorite, I gave birth in a snake-infested tree. And with that, we'll be right back. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, we're two months away from the Author You extravaganza. Actually, it's less than two months. May 2nd through 4th in Denver, Colorado, we have 25 incredibly, I would say, freaking amazing authors, published providers, um, people who can get your social media to rock and roll and soar into the stratosphere as you never imagined. We have got individuals who were so successful. Um, we'll have Greg Godek is going to be on the show here shortly, and Greg is going to be doing the closing session on Saturday. Greg had the moxie to actually get a large RV. Can you imagine this? This is marketing, and we're talking marketing today. This is before online was open. He got an RV. He wrapped it with the cover of his book, literally around the whole thing. He drove it to the parking lot where all the people were lined up to get on The Tonight Show. 
And he got out and he gave away a free book of A Thousand Own Ways to Be Romantic to everybody who was in line. For 15 minutes, Jay Leno talked about 1001 Ways to Be Romantic and what Greg did. Okay, that's Marketing Moxie. Greg is going to be revealing some outrageous ideas. Some are expensive. Some are, you know, nothing to really take your book into outrageous ideas for marketing. There's also Guy Kawasaki, who we had on the show just a few weeks ago. Everyone will get a copy of Ape, author, publisher, and entrepreneur who attends the extravaganza. He will he will do an opening. So a fabulous sandwich. And we have individuals who are really going to show you how to actually do all your social media, everything, including writing your blogs, in a four-hour week. This idea of doing everything, all your social media for only 10 minutes a day, that is nutso. You can't do it. You can't write. You can't create. You can't really create something polished. But four hours a week to really do all your major marketing, supporting your book, that's unbelievable to do that. I wish I could keep it in four hours a week, so I'm going to be at that session. But there's a variety of things. People will be available to you. Every All the speakers are there the whole time, one-on-one, where they'll you will be open to have a session with them for 15 minutes at a crack. So go to authoru.org, A-U-T-H-O-R-U, the letter, .org. Register now. It will change your life. Don't put another penny into publicity, into a marketing, into your publishing efforts. Put it here so you come away from not making mistakes, which is what happens all the time. That The $500 that you're going to spend to come, which includes all your meals, you will get back multiple times over. And I know Nick has been familiar with the extravaganza. We're in our fourth year now, right? Yep, I think you, yeah, you guys have been doing it for a little while now. I have. It's grown each year. We, we keep out growing our hotels. That's it's impressive. You guys always put on a good, uh, a good, I guess a good show is not a really good thing to say. And it's a good um, That's event. That's right. It, it's a good show. You know, it's like the <laughs> opening line from, if, if you've ever seen the, the <laughs> we're, we're going to do this possibly, the, the, the opening line from the Book of Mormon where you have okay. all the elders coming up and, Ding dong. Hello. My name is Elder Price. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, nice. My name is Author Judith. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so with that, back to marketing. <laughs> we, we, we digress. All right, so anything else on blurbs you want to add before we jump into to Let's talk about backlists. Okay, your backlist, mm-hmm. for fiction people especially, uh, a backlist is all the books that you've written. Fiction people. This is something you need to hear, and this is something you need to understand. Most of us do not start making money until book four, five, or six comes out. Okay, this is something it's, I'm sorry, it sucks. We all <laughs> see those one, what we think is a one-hit wonder out there. We're like, oh, Hunger Games hit the top of the charts, Twilight, Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. We do not see the years that took those publishing houses to get to those levels. And furthermore, if you look at, like, let's look at Amanda Hawking. She's been, she was, I don't think she's quite as hot as she was a while ago, but um, she's moving 100,000 ebooks a month, all that kind of fun stuff. She had written 20 other books. So she may not have published them, but she wrote them. So, guys, having a backlist, having a production schedule, cranking out, if you're fiction, one book a year is not going to get it done. You've got to be writing, you've got to be getting out a lot of content. It's going to make you better. It's going to give your audience something to consume. Otherwise, you're going to put all this time marketing for. 350 off of an ebook sale, you know, 
give your audience something to consume. You know, Nick, let me add on to this because you, you mentioned um, writing one book a year. The reality is that one book a year may be a heck of a lot. What we're, you're talking about is creating a body of work, and that may take a few years to create yeah. that. But the thing is, you've got it to fall back on, and then you start feeding that in. And, and, and the truth be told, everyone who's listening, is that you will get better. The way you get better as a writer and as a marketer, as a fill-in-the-blank, is that you keep repeating and you do it. And you also study those out here, out there who are doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, study fiction. Study all that stuff. Write. Um, finish a book. Do your edits on it. Send it out to an editor. Self-publish it. Move on to the, or whatever you're going to do. Move on to the next one. Keep on doing it. Series books sell the best. So think for our fiction writers here then, so think in series. But you know what? Nonfiction is the same way. I've got a brand new book that I am um, I am very excited. Let me just tell everyone about it. We have, for for the month of March, we are, we're going to be announcing a sweepstakes. Um, next week it'll probably be, if you're wherever you listen to this, whether you're live now or it's you download it in a podcast, that probably about on the 13th or maybe before, but if you go to author you now this is y o u author you books as in plural um there is going to be a sweepstakes that's announced it's going to have $6000 in prizes for one person $6000 that you're going to win it's in a raffle type format and it's it's a sweepstakes it's called the author you cha 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 and uh, there are a couple of steps you got to go through, but it's an amazing package. On March 26th, 27th, Nick, we are launching the official Author You, and that is a series. The, Nick, the Author You, this is creating and building an author and book platforms, which is critical, the infrastructure of all this. The next one is Author You, creating your book launch platform. So um, you start labeling. What Nick's talking about actually is when you create a series is your branding. You're creating your brand. You are. You are. And you're okay. giving people something to invest in. All right. So so with that, then let, let's hop along to um, production a little bit. Um, that How does production tie into our online marketing? Well, you know, one of the biggest things that that people need to look at is across everything, writing is my hobby. Okay, that's what I love to do. Publishing is my job. And it's okay. a different hat that we wear because the writer in me either wants the whole world to have to pay like 100 bucks for each of my books because of that good or give them away for free. It can't decide. And it's really bad at business. And, um, you know, it's out there to create content. The, my inner CEO is a total bean counter. And that person, that hat, make sure that I'm able to put food on my table so I can continue to do this. So when you're looking at production, running as tight a budget as you can is important. Um, learning how to do as many things as you can, even if you don't end up doing them in the process, having a basic understanding. Um, I would say this kind of ties in a little bit, you know, kind of educating yourself on stuff. You know, get a lynda.com membership, learn stuff, read blogs, be up on the industry. It's something that you just need to do, stay up on it, new marketing techniques, whatever it is, um, and keeping those costs down and making educated, smart business decisions. Because as soon as you open your own press, as soon as you open your own company, you're a business person. I see so many authors that fail miserably because they have, it's not that they have zero business sense, but they don't apply it. You have to apply it. So production is huge on that. Having a schedule, if you can, um, 
having your contacts all organized, knowing your budget for a book. Don't let a book go over budget. Don't let a book go over budget. Don't let yourself lose your shirt on cover art or anything in the process. Make wise, informed decisions. So keep that side of your, you know, run a good company. And, and Nick, you mentioned um, the, the Lindle.com. You want to spill that for our listeners so they have it? Okay. Oh, it's um, L-Y-N-D-A.com. This site is amazing. Um, they have over 1,600 courses that are on there. Um, for 37 bucks a month, you can download the exercise files and work with them. I think it's only 25 if you just want to watch the videos. I mean, you're not talking short courses. Their Dreamweaver is a central course is almost 16 hours long. And at the end of it, you'll be able to do your own website. Not that I'm saying that's something you should do or not, but I enjoy that stuff, so I learn it. You will be able to learn how to do so much. There's a bunch of business courses in there. Even if it's learning how to manage your books, they have stuff like that in there. So you don't have to go into this clueless. Learn as so, much as you can. All right. So we've got an online university with very reasonable courses. We don't care about getting a degree here. What we want mm-hmm. to have is tools to do it. So yeah. my suggestion for people is if you go to, to L-Y-D-A, Lytle, um, dot com that you find what's in your genre that you're looking for that'll tie into what your needs are and then pay the 37 and download it so you can see the, so you can come back and revisit it and right. that, that type of thing. Incidentally, every site that I plug or talk about, be it uh, Streetlight, who does my cover art and does a fantastic, very reasonable job, Linda, you know, any of the other places, if you go on my website, if you scroll down the sidebar, there's an industry section of blog rolls. All the links are there. Okay, um, so let's give them your – we have one minute here before we go into our final break, but let's give them your website. So for everyone who's just who's been listening, I'm, I'm with Nick Taylor. Um, he is a very successful fiction writer who is really focused on the e-world and has learned really marketing from the ground up. Um, and his, his, and that's where it started. He went to work to learn it so then he could implement it. Right. My website is nicholastaylor.co. Um, on there, I occasionally write about, um, about publishing industry stuff. Um, and once again, if you scroll down on my sidebar, there is a publishing industry section. It has a whole slew of things. And then I have a service section, too, if you want to look at the companies that I use for my perfect. own personal product. All right, perfect. So with that, we're going to take our final break, and then we're going to come back, and we are going to talk about blogging and um, and how you can really expand there. Judith Riles is your guide to the publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. 
Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author U and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author U deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Right, so in our last segment, because we're talking about online marketing with uh, fiction author and very successful Nicholas Taylor, and we wanted to really do end on blogging because I, I think it's so important to understand the power 
and the value of what blogs do. And a lot of people moan and groan when they think they have to do the blog. Well, here's the good news that blogs have, they, they, there is no set rules for a lot of them. The only rule is you've got to be consistent and committed to doing them. And that the other side is it used to be very long. Now they're kind of, they've gotten shorter, shorter, shorter. And I think that's part of Twitter world that makes us think shorter. But Nick, what's your take on blogs, how to do it, where to do it, when to do it, and what kind of tricks to the trade well i think you know and this goes down to it's, it's part of your author website and um you know as far as that goes a lot of people freak out one way or the other i like wordpress you don't have to by any stretch uh, foursquare is really good you know wordpress.com i've seen uh, looking at some successful authors amanda hawking her blog her author website was hosted on blogspot.com so get something out there it's not expensive um, to do so, get it out there. As far as blogging goes, you know you need to think about the audience that you have. Um, having a schedule is good for fiction people. A lot of times, where we kind of have a hard time figuring out what to do, is like, well, what do we what do we write about? And so, what I recommend to people to do, and they kind of, I know I used to freak out all the time when it was like, oh, I have to write a blog post. And admittedly, over the last three weeks or so, I've been pretty bad about doing it, but. What I would recommend to people is if you're using like Scrivener or some other writing software, have a blog file. Have a bunch of ideas that are in there. Go into your calendar. Create another Google calendar or whatever you're using that's a blog calendar. At the beginning of the month, or I should say at the end of the next of one month, schedule out what you're going to be blogging about for the month. If you do that, it makes it so that day you're like, oh, I'm writing about X. You can just do it. Some really great topics, like one of the topics that actually does the best on my blog is I do character interviews. So I do interviews with characters in my story. Oh, great idea. And it's one of those, it's, it's cheesy and it's fun to do. Um, and I have a character that I interviewed who actually dies in a book. So you can, I played on that, you know, I brought you back for a few minutes. And okay, now go back and haunt some people, whatever. You can do that. I interviewed characters that people hate. That one got this character, Stacy. people just loathe in my original series. It got the most hits. For some reason, people wanted to see what Stacy had to say. Well, um, I think that that, you know, that's true, though, of television and other things, that, that people watch shows for the, to, 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 to love the characters they hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that works. Uh, short stories. Um, write a monthly uh-huh. short story. It's good exercise anyway, and you can maybe sell them if you want to. Write a monthly short story. Um, there's so many things that you can do with a blog. Look around at what other people are doing, um, from their lot, their layout to their blog, to what they're lo- blogging about, what you like about it, what you don't like, and then do that. Interviewing other authors um, or guest posts can be really good because you're going to get cross-pollination between different bloggers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're an expert about something, by, by fiction people, the nonfiction people, you should have a lot of blog posts sitting out there. All right, and so how would you suggest they go and find the, uh, you said study other blogs, so how would you suggest they go about finding the right kind of blog for them to study for their specific genre? I think you need to find authors that you like out there. If there's an author that you like, um, go look. See if they have a website. See if you like it. See if you don't. Um, If you're looking for a great resource on finding some excellent bloggers out there, go to nicholastaylor.co, and you'll have in my blog roll a bunch of authors that I follow. Some of them are industry-specific. Some of them are just people that I like, and some of them are actually pretty bad bloggers, Um, but I enjoy their books, so they're on there. 
find those types of people that are out there. If you find blogs that you kind of ish like, which the first one is kind of hard to find, look at their blog role. They're going to have links out more than likely to a bunch of other blogs. Prove them. Um, Twitter is a really great way of finding this because people are always posting, this article was great here. That's how I find a lot of new bloggers. I'll click on somebody's tweet, and it'll be going to an article that someone else wrote. And I'm like, wow, this person knows their junk, and I subscribe to their blog. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the things that you mentioned um, earlier was about Copy Blogger, which is one of the blogs I follow um, because there's always good stuff, and I am always retweeting things. From oh, they're great. Blogger. Yeah, they're great. All right, so what are some of the other techniques um, so that, that might be used for creating a blog here? We've got a couple of more minutes to go. Um, you know, other techniques for creating one, like I said, just, you know, keeping that website up to date, um, keeping your own website under your own name if you can, being consistent about it, making the schedule, look at what other people are doing. It's, it's start out slow, and there's nothing wrong with, with starting out with only one post a week. That's okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Build up to it. Yes, and 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 I and I will tell you from my own Book Shepherd site and the then the authoru.org site that every Monday morning I have a blog that goes out, something that's specific. And then on Thursdays, I, I actually have three blogs a week. I have on Mondays I have a, a article that ties into publishing, authoring, etc. On Thursdays I set out I set out a blog that's around the top ten Twitter tweets of the week, and then on on uh, Friday I send out a video blog of about three to four minutes. That's perfect. So little variation. I mean, and the thing is, and a, a good if you're a good storyteller like Nicholas is, that why don't you? Here's for my fiction people listening. And why don't you tell a story from your book, just like Nick was talking about that what he was ta- talking about, and he would do a blog around a character in the dialogue, uh, their yeah. internal turmoil or whatever it is. Why don't you kind of read a little bit? from your book and say, you know, this is why I set it up this way. I mean, what the heck? I, if I had someone I was following, it's, it's like having your own private book club. It is. People love that. Do excerpts. Why I wrote this character this way, why I did X, Y, Z. People love that. Mm-hmm. Or, or why I knocked off the character. Yeah, you why know? I off somebody. You know, that's always, and that's, <laughs> sometimes it was just because it felt like fun thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and sometimes authors find out when they do knock off somebody that it's a horrible mistake um, because they killed the wrong character, and there is such a a upheaval from their community that they actually walk away from the author. It happens. Some people can get pretty pissed at you. I I would know. <laughs> All right. So when you're doing your blogging, and, and we've talked about the you know Blogspot or uh, WordPress. I'm a WordPress fan because I like to integrate it into the website. But the thing is, you have to have a website. And here's something you just alluded to, and we need to come back and address: is create your website with the author's name. I am a huge believer of that, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to do that, and and people say, well, shouldn't I have the website with my book title? Yeah, I would go ahead and get it, but. Make sure it's directed to you because for fiction authors, especially as you're building what Nick is suggesting, that you're creating a backlist of books, that you're, you're creating your own personal library, you, dear author, are the brand. You're the brand. And that's what you want to drive your name, people name to, and then whatever book that you have and what new one you come along with, that that becomes the cat meow. And they'll just say, oh, God, it's, it's Nicholas Taylor's new book. we got to get it. Isn't that what you want, Nick? Oh, heck yeah. All right. So that's it. All right. We have about three minutes to go. So what are some of the things that you find with new authors 
um, th- that they consistently stumble on? And the mis- what, what are the top three mistakes they make when it comes think, to online marketing? I think what a lot of people generally do, I see a lot of this, is they have their first book out and they start beating the drum and they stop writing their second book. Um, and it's hard to get traction. <clears throat> um, free is extremely powerful. I use free my first book in each of my series. That Pactum isn't right now, but when Secret comes out, it will be. A free first book in a series moves units. That's one of the big keys to my success. I see people make something free, and they don't have anything that's paid for out there. And they end up just losing readers. I mean, people might like that book, but they have nowhere to go. So learning timing is huge. Um, the next mistake I see people make, do not lose your shirt doing this. Watch the services that are out there. Get recommendations from people that you like. Don't overpay for stuff, or you're not going to be able to write another book. It'll never be profitable. And then keep that business mindset. Another thing I would say, don't be a jerk online. Okay? No one cares about your political or your religious views. Stop. Stop tweeting about it. I can't tell you how many people whose books I'm never going to see their launch of because I thought they were a jerk during the election. And, and you know, that uh, I've, I've, I actually tie that also in with endorsements, unless you have a political book. Because right. when you go for people who are politically oriented, or, I mean, are very p- political, visible people, number one, you've just pissed off half of your potential readership. <laughs> and they unsubscribe from you, like I do. Yeah, exactly. And so you want to be really, really tuned into that and be sensitive. And also with celebrity endorsements, the same thing could happen. So be Careful. That's why I love really great back cover copy that markets to what the point of this book is about. I'd rather sell it that way versus relying on an endorsement blurb. And with that, Nicholas, we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much for being with us on your guide to book publishing. For our listeners, Nicholas Taylor is at nicholastaylor.co, not com, dot co. He's got a whole bunch of resources that you can go to to get some of the things that we mentioned today and a lot more. And we'd certainly recommend that you go find some his books. If you like fantasy, you'll like Nick's writing. I'm Judith Bryles. It's your guide to book publishing, and we'll be with you next week when we're going to be talking about Pinterest. For being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.